Well, good morning. It's good to see you. Uh, I'm okay for the moment. If I get slain in the spirit, I will lay on the floor. Uh, but <laughs> we're doing okay at the moment. Thank you. Yeah, you know, um, 2019, if there's nothing else that you remember or you think about in this year, remember that you are no longer a slave to fear because we're children of God. Hold on to that. Well, yeah, good morning and happy new year to you all. Um, The new year, it's a funny time. Uh, It's a time when we do a lot of reflection and a lot of planning. It's a time when we look back on what has happened and look forward with anticipation or perhaps dread for what may happen. It's a time when we make ridiculous resolutions that we do well to keep for an hour. Someone sent me this cartoon, uh, which I thought was quite funny. Two ladies sitting together. My New Year's resolution is to stop putting my foot in my mouth all the time. I bet yours is losing weight, huh? My my New Year's resolution this year is to be nice to Phil, the French, and Chilliwack during my sermons. For, For some of us, the New Year is also a time for traditions. This is how my parents do New Year's Eve. About five minutes before Big Ben strikes midnight, they pour a glass of whiskey for my dad, a glass of sherry for my mum, and then they stand in the lounge watching the TV of the crowds in Trafalgar Square. And then as soon as Big Ben strikes midnight, my mum hurries to the back door and she opens the back door to let the old year out. And my dad hurries to the front door and opens it to let the new year in. And then they go outside and raise a toast to the world. And sometimes the French. (laughs) Now that might seem like some weird Gravesend cultic ritual. But it is one that this pastor has adopted. And each year at the same time, uh, just after midnight, I stand on my porch and I raise a glass uh, to the year that has been and a year that is to come. And I reflect and I dream and I wonder. I reflect, as Linda and I, each year on New Year's Eve, we write down the list of all the memorable things that have happened during uh, the year that's gone. And I wonder and dream as I stand on my porch where I will be at this time next year and how might things be different. And in a way, that's what I want to do together on this first Sunday of the new year. And instead of all of us standing on my porch, because there probably wouldn't be room, we're going to do it here. And it's important for us as a church to start the new year on the same page. So what I want to briefly look at and reflect on 
what God has done in and through us at City View in 2018. And then dream and wonder of what he wants to do in and through us in 2019. And we will also continue a City View New Year tradition. The revealing of a word. Towards the end of the year, I start praying and asking God to give us one word. A word that I believe God is wanting us to focus on in the year ahead. Three years ago, we had the word courage. As we looked at the book of Joshua and how we sensed that God was calling us to step out, to be vulnerable, uh, to be courageous, to, to trust him more. And during that year, if you remember, we began to discuss some really difficult topics. We, we looked at mental health issues. We looked at sexual addiction. We looked at homosexuality. Two years ago, we turned our courage into action. And our word was purpose. It was the year of purpose as we walked through the book of Nehemiah and saw what God wanted him to do. And Nehemiah, blow me, just went and did it. Uh, And so 2017 was the year that we did things that God placed before us. So we ran our very first kids' summer camp without any outside help. And we went on our first India mission trip. And we started a vision process for the church as we wanted to know what our long-term purpose was and where we were heading. And it was out of this vision process that our word for last year came. Anyone remember our word for last year? Community. Thank you. I asked my wife this very question and she couldn't remember. A bit of prompting, but anyway, community, community. Um, we, as we surveyed and we stuck, spoke and we prayed together, it became obvious that we were being called to be a community, a community centered around Jesus Christ. And so last year, we learnt a dance, didn't we? And even with my bad back, I, the up, the in and the out. Yeah, the, <laughs> the dance of community. And our own lives and the life of this church community needed to incorporate all three directional movements. The up, our intimate relationship with God. The in, the loving relationship with each other. And the out, our caring and compassionate relationship with the wider community around us. And so we spent the first six months of last year, each Sunday, looking at what it means to be that community, fleshing out the dance. And out of that series, the leadership and I prayerfully formulated the mission statement for City View going forward. And it's this, we aim to be a Christ-centered community by being up committed to growing an intimate relationship with the living God through organic and creative and spirit-filled worship and prayer. 
We, we aim to do that by being in, devoted to growing authentic relationships by loving, caring, and discipling one another. And we, we want to be that community with the out, dedicated to growing, life-changing relationships with our wider community by showing and sharing our love of Jesus to all people. That's us. That's our mission. That's what God's called us to be and do. And so last year we endeavoured to be this community. How did we do that? I'm glad you asked. Well, a few highlights. We came together in prayer for our first 24-7 week of prayer. In fact, we did it twice last year. Each hour of every day for a week was covered by someone at City View praying for God's work here. And we had a wonderful time feeding back uh, what God was revealing. And we came together on weekend retreats as a community of men uh, on the Sunshine Coast and as a community of women who drew the short straw because their retreat was somewhere near Chilliwack. We continue to reach out to the community around us with our weekly um, church over a meal, our open table every Thursday. We, we reached out with our, our largest ever Easter egg hunt here at the church. Um, we reached out with our extremely popular Halloween candy and hot chocolate dump on our neighborhood. <laughs> and of course, our children's camp which brings the good news of Jesus, I kid you not, to literally hundreds of families in this neighborhood. And we also began uh, the process of determining how we could use our building and land to be a Christ-centered community here on the corner of 28th and Sophia that best fulfills our mission. And, uh, and Jeff and Kirsten held uh, our second Alpha course uh, in recent years at their home, reaching out and sharing the love of Jesus, introducing Jesus to a number of their community. God was good, and he brought us together as a community. So 2018 was the year of community. So what's the word for 2019? Well, it's a small word. It's a simple word. It's only four letters. And it's not Phil, even, although he is small and simple. Oh, the resolutions. But it's a word. It's a word that packs a punch. It's a word that challenges us as a church and as individuals. It's a word that will deepen us and widen us. And it's a word that will lead us further into the life that we are called and created to live. And that word is... You know, I find it really interesting (laughs) that when you're a child... You long to be older, don't you? If you ask a child how old they are, they'll say, I'm six and three quarters, or I'm nearly seven. But when you get to middle age, you forget how old you are suddenly, 
and you become very vague because you don't want to get older. So you say, well, I'm, I'm in my early 40s. You know, as if 47 is early 40s. I mean, really. But when you get past a certain age, you actually go back again, don't you? And you start exaggerating again and, and saying, you know what, I'll be 82 next birthday. But when you're little, you want to get bigger. When you're in grade three, you long to be in grade seven because you get to sit on the benches in assemblies. When you become an adolescent boy, you can't wait to become a real And so you start to look for body hair. Because you want to look older and more mature and more manly. I remember I I I used to stand in front of the mirror when I was 14 and I was willing my moustache to grow. But but of course when it grows, I mean if a wind blows, it'll just blow it all off because there's there's nothing there, is there? But you want to be older, you want to grow older. And as adults, we're always looking to encourage our children to grow up. Like when relatives come round and see the kids, you know what they always say? My, haven't you grown? Well, duh, yeah, last time you saw me I was one, I'm 14 now. (laughs) And, and, And adults ask that really annoying question, don't they, to kids? So what do you want to be when you grow up? Well, um, you know, maybe I'll get graduate kindergarten first and I'll let you know. You know, I mean, it's so annoying. But I'm sure most of us at one time or another have been concerned about growing up. It would be very odd or very sad if we stayed as five-year-olds throughout our life. We want to grow up physically. But what about growing up spiritually? What about growing up in our relationship with Jesus? What about growing up as people of God? What about growing up in the likeness of Jesus? What about growing up to be the person that God has created you to be? Are we as concerned about that growing up as we are with the physically growing up. You see, what happens for many of us is that when we first hear about Jesus and we give our lives to Jesus, we're, we're overwhelmed by the hope and the beauty of his promises and we say yes to it. And for a time, there's a kind of spiritual honeymoon where we're filled with love for God and we want to know more about him and he wants... Uh, and what he wants for our lives. And so we read the Bible and we pray and we're, and we're growing and then and then something happens. Maybe life problems come. Maybe other priorities sneak in and we get stuck. We no longer experience any growth in our lives. And we stagnate. Or even worse, We start to wither. And can I tell you, that's a very dangerous place 
to be. And so, I believe this is something that God is looking to address in our own individual lives and in the life of this church community here at City View. So, the simple word God is asking us to adopt and focus on this year is grow. 2019 is the year of growth in your life and in my life and here in this community called City View. I believe that God is calling us to grow, to grow deeper and to grow wider. He's challenging us to grow. He wants you and me and this church to grow. He wants us to grow up. He wants us to be mature. He wants us to move forward in our spiritual lives with him. He wants us to become more Christ-like in the way we live, in the way we trust, in the way we risk, in the way we relate and care for others. Scripture is full of exhortations for God's people to grow and mature. And we're going to look at some of those in a minute. But why? Yeah, great, Trevor. But why should we grow spiritually? Why, why can't we just sit back and, and actually be satisfied with where we are? Because things are okay, really. Well, listen to this in Colossians. It says that you may, that these people are praying that you may become mature Christians and that you may fulfill God's will for you. You see, if we don't grow, we miss out on the fullness of God. We miss out on all God has for you and this church. If we stagnate, if we never move forward, if we settle for where we are, we'll just get used to being okay and average. Yes, we, we will have salvation. Praise God for that. But our lives will be average. And so, at the beginning of this new year, I believe God is wanting us to honestly and seriously reflect on our lives now, right now, where we are now as followers of Jesus, and think about areas of our lives where we need to grow, particular areas where we need to grow. Do we need to grow in faith? Do we need to grow in prayer? Do we need to grow in courage? Do we need to grow in knowledge of Scripture? Do we need to grow in showing the fruits of the Spirit? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Do we need to grow in compassion? Do we need to grow as a parent? Do we need to grow as a husband or a wife? Do we need to grow in sharing our faith? Do we need to grow in connecting our faith with our work? What is it? How do you 
want to grow this year? You see, I believe that each of us are being challenged to choose one or more areas and say, okay, well, this is where I am now, and I want to grow in this area this year, Lord. And then what I want us to do this time next year, if, if I'm still upright, we're going to say, well, that's where I was. This is where I am now. Praise God. Thank you for helping me to grow in that area of my spiritual life. And it might be a huge growth. It might be a little spurt. But I strongly believe that God is looking for each one of us to grow. And this morning I want you to think about that and those areas where you need to grow, where you want to grow. And towards the end, I want each of us to identify those areas. Could be one, it could be a couple, it could be a, a few. And I'll tell you how we're going to do that in a little bit. But whilst you're thinking, okay, I want you to be thinking about that now. Whilst you're doing that, I want, you to, brief, I want to briefly share with you a few things about spiritual growth. Just a primer to s- just basically set the scene for this word, grow. First one is that spiritual growth doesn't happen automatically. Physical growth just happens, doesn't it? I mean, if you're generally well looked after, we will grow. It's what happens. Um, But we could spend our whole lives professing to be followers of Jesus, to be a Christian, and never actually grow up spiritually. Look at this in Hebrews. It says, you've been Christians a long time now, and you ought to be teaching others. Instead, you need someone to teach you, again, the basic things a beginner must learn about the Scriptures. You're like babies who drink only milk and can't eat solid food. And a person who's living on milk, well, isn't very far along in the Christian life and doesn't know much about what doing what is right. It would be so silly, wouldn't it, if we had our Connection Sunday meal next week and Len and Heather served us bottles of milk. And then that's all we had for every Connection meal. In fact, that's all we had for any meal. Well, we wouldn't exactly grow. We'd lose a bit of weight. That might be good. But we wouldn't grow. We wouldn't grow. The writer of the book of Hebrews is saying that God's wanting us to grow. He wants us to start eating solid food, spiritual food, pushing ourselves, challenging ourselves. Because if we sit back with our milk, growth will not happen. Doesn't happen automatically. Just because you come to church every Sunday does not mean that you will grow. Especially listening to my sermon. But you won't. You won't. You've got to challenge yourself. You've got to push yourself. You've got to start eating solid food. 
Second thing is spiritual growth requires some effort and discipline. I want to get fit this year. Every year I say that. I want to look like that. I do. I remember when I was um, 15 years old, I bought a bull worker. They don't have them now. Um, it's one of these, I don't know, things that you sort of stretch and you push together. And I saw an advert in a newspaper at the before and after shot. I was the before shot. And I was, I think, I'm going to be like that. Came through the post. I couldn't open the box. <laughs> couldn't get it out. And then I tried and it out. Oh, no, that's a load of Threw it away. When I was a kid, I wanted to be a guitarist. I wanted to look like that. And I, I am in some ways, especially at open table Christmas dinners. But I wanted to, I wanted to play the guitar like that. I asked my dad for a guitar. He bought me a guitar one birthday, and I was going to be Elvis Presley. And I picked it up, and I thought, I can't play this. So I put it down, never to take it up again. You see, I have all good intentions. They're great ideas. Yeah, I want to look like that. And yeah, I want to play the guitar like that. You know, I want to be like Jesus. I want to grow more like Jesus. I I want to be the person that God's created me to be. Absolutely. Hallelujah. And then I can't be bothered to work at it. I sit there with... I put it to one side. It says this in 1 Timothy. I love it. It's, It's from the message version. I love this. 1 Timothy 4, 7. Exercise daily in God. No spiritual flabbiness. Please. Workouts in the gymnasium are useful, but a disciplined life in God is far more so, making you fit both today and forever. Spiritual fitness, spiritual growth takes effort and discipline. To be physically fit, you've got to exercise, develop good habits. Well, that's true spiritually as well. How do we do that? Well, that's what we're going to be looking at over these next few weeks and and months. How? How do we become spiritually fit? Third thing is spiritual growth doesn't happen quickly. The Bible says in 2 Peter 3.18, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That verb grow is in the progressive tense, which means it's an ongoing, continuous action, which means this growing is a process. You don't just grow and stop. It's a process. It takes time. It's not instantaneous. But that is not an excuse for not moving at all. We're going to have a ninth grade algebra lesson now. The formula for distance. Anyone remember what the formula for distance is? Chris Alderman. (laughs) There's four of them? (laughs) That's not good. (laughs) Formula for distance. 
I didn't know this, by the way. I, I, I found this out. R times T equals D. Is that one of them? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Rate times time equals diff, diff distance. So this, this formula means that if I'm going five miles an hour, it'll take me a thousand hours to cover 5,000 miles. Is that correct? <laughs> if I'm going, <laughs> good. <laughs> Get the thumbs up. If I'm going 50 miles an hour, it'll take me 100 hours to cover 5,000 miles. If I'm going 500 miles an hour, then it will take me 10 hours to cover 5,000 miles. So to get to your destination 5,000 miles away will take time. It just depends on how fast you're going as to how much time it's going to take you. There are some Christians who have known Jesus for 50 years. And there are some who have known him for five years. Which one is more mature spiritually? (laughs) Depends on how fast they're moving. And whether they've stopped for a pee at the gas station. And never got back in the car. You see, spiritual growth doesn't happen quickly. It's a journey But where are we on the journey? Are we heading down the highway right now at a good lick, keeping obviously within the speed limit? Or are we sitting in the washroom at the gas station reading the paper? Or are we lying in the ditch by the side of the road? Where are you on your journey at the moment? See this verse from Hebrews. It says, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. There's no shortcut to spiritual growth. It takes time and perseverance. But don't give up. Keep running, keep moving, keep growing. If you pull in for gas, make sure you pull out again and get back on the highway. Fourth thing is spiritual growth requires a yearning and desire. One of my favorite verses in Scripture is is this one in Psalm 42. As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. It's a picture of a deer desperately seeking water from a stream in order to quench its thirst. And, and this deer is running to this water and is panting, panting, desperately trying to get to this water. It has a yearning, it has a desire to get to that stream so that it can receive life and sustenance and nourishment to grow. You see, it's all very well to have this word for 2019, grow. It's great to say that we're looking to grow this year. But the question we need to ask ourselves is, do we want to grow? Seriously, do we want to grow? Not just want to grow, but yearn to grow, desire to grow. Are we longing 
for God? Are we passionate to grow closer to him? And that's a challenge for all of us, isn't it? Because there's so many things in our lives that cry out for attention and take our energy and our passions. You know, kids, jobs, all those sort of illness, that sort of thing. And you see, the thing is, I can't give you that desire. I wish I could. I wish I had a pill here that you would take and you would desire God with all of your heart. I can't give that to you. I can encourage you. I can point you. But that is your responsibility. It's a personal responsibility. Ask God to give you that yearning to grow. And finally, and most importantly, spiritual growth only happens through the grace of God. You see, there's a danger when we talk about spiritual growth that it all becomes about me and what I can do to grow. We think, you know, I, I just all I need to do is try harder. You know, I'll get up at 4 o'clock every morning and pray to God. That's not a bad thing. But, but it, it, then it all becomes about us. And then and I've got to do more things for the Lord. And then it leads to a cycle. Because what happens is when you don't do it, you feel guilty. And, and so what happens then is you try harder. And do some devotional practice and... And eventually what happens is you get fatigued and burnt out and tired. And you quit. And then after a while you feel guilty about quitting. So you start again. But we need to look again at this verse in um, 2 Peter. But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity. It says in in 1 Corinthians 3.6 as well. It says, I planted, this is Paul talking, I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God made it grow. Who makes it grow? God makes it grow. Not just uh, from your efforts. You see, let me tell you something about spiritual growth that I'm going to keep reminding you of each and every week. We can have the desire. We can form the habits. We can have the discipline to grow more like Jesus, but we grow only by the grace of God and only with the Spirit of God. I'm going to tell you that again. We grow only by the grace of God And only with the Spirit of God. You know, self-improvement is no more God's plan than self-salvation. God's plan is not just for us to be saved by grace. It's to live by grace. Ultimately, our growth will only happen this year if we allow the Holy Spirit more and more into our lives. As we allow God's grace and mercy and love to flow more and more in us. And what happens is, as we grow from that, who gets the glory? To Him. 
be the glory. Nothing to do with us. If you get to next year and you've grown, I'll allow a little patting on the back. But I'll allow an awful lot of worshipping for how he has grown us. So, okay. What areas of your spiritual life do you need to grow in this year? What areas need some watering and growing? Here's what I want you to do. I'm going to give you a few minutes. Um, Let's get out. Here's my cell number. Those of you who have a phone and want to use your phone, I just got a message from my daughter. I'm going to answer that. Um, Text me. Text me. Now, in the next couple of minutes, if, uh, and this will only be seen by me, I will not hold you accountable for this. God will. I won't. But God. Well, he he might. Um, If you don't want to do that, or you don't have a phone, I have a piece of paper here. Who who would like uh, some paper rather than a phone? Okay. Frank, would you mind sort of popping around? Oh, or Chris, thank you. And uh, some pens there as well. And then I'll, I'll pass a basket around. Whilst you're doing that, one of the reasons why... I want you to, there's two reasons. I want you to be focused on the area that you feel as though God's calling you to grow in, or the areas. But I also want to get a sense of where you are, because what I preach on in the coming weeks will come from where you guys are, and where you feel as though you need to grow. So, for example, if you need to grow in spiritual parenting or something like that, we'll do some sermons on spiritual parenting. If you want to grow in faith or in courage or biblical knowledge or whatever, we'll we'll do some study on that as well. So that's really where I want you to to be. So I want you to either text me. Text me is easier uh, because then it's all in one place and I won't lose it. Uh, but if you want to write it down, then, then please do that. Thank you. Thank you. My wife just sent me the shopping list on the way home. That's great. Thank you. If you're writing it down on paper, actually it'd be easier to, as the offering basket comes round, just, just stick it in the offering basket and uh, they'll, they'll come back to me. As you're doing that, and as you're uh, thinking and praying about that, again, I mean, if, if it changes, don't worry. Uh, if you think of something during the week, then, then text me with that as well. That's, that's fine. But as you do that, we're, we're going to keep this word grow in mind throughout the whole of 2019. And to help us do that, I'm going to create an art corner somewhere 
in a corner, preferably. Um, maybe over, over in that corner. And so all of you creative people, I know that we have so many creative people here. What I want you to do is I want you to paint or to draw a picture about what growth means to you. It can be abstract, it can be, I don't know, you could use the word grow. Um, or those of you who like taking pictures, photos, take, it, take a photo, maybe sort of get it blown up a little bit and we'll, we'll put it up. Something that evokes this idea of growing spiritually. Um, or if you're a writer, then write a poem, Arlene, or write a story. Or write a song about this. So this, so that we get this idea as we go through the year that, that this is what God's calling us to. And each and every week we're going to be doing something specific regarding growing. Uh, we're going to be measuring things uh, and measuring children and, and things like that. Just to keep it into our mind of what we're what we're doing. Okay. Grow. Jesus says grow closer to me. Do you have the desire? Are you prepared to put the effort in? Are you prepared to open your heart more to the Holy Spirit moving in your life. We're going to have a time of prayer now. I'm, I'm, uh, I'll pray at the end, but I'm wondering if there's a, just a couple, two or three people here that could lift up prayers for us as a church as we come to the start of this year. Uh, yeah, so if you want to just shout out a couple of prayers, that would be great. Let's, let's pray.
Sweet all the girls in love, obedience, discipline, such that we may uh, have some sushi with our hearts, dedicated hearts, a burning heart of love, fire to be on fire, that uh, these chains of fear and promises, anything that's holding us back, break, we're looking for a breakthrough, Jesus, this year. Thank you, Jesus. We bless, bless our pastor. What a pleasure. Father, the, the sounds of those texts coming through on, on my phone are those of us who are yearning to grow closer to you. Father, I thank you for these people here. I thank you, Lord, that you are touching their lives. And Lord, I do pray for us as a church this year that we would seek your face above any other face. That, Lord, we, that indifference and complacency will just be moved out of our lives as we come and earnestly seek you, desire to seek you. And as we do that, Lord, we know, we know and you've promised us that you would work in our lives. You would help us to grow in areas where, where there's darkness at the moment. Maybe areas where we feel so weak and um, uh, just have no courage at the moment. Lord, I pray that you would speak into our lives, that your spirit would come 
and illuminate our lives. And as that happens, Lord, we will grow as women and men after your heart this year. It's what we seek, Lord. Pray that you would be gracious to us in your name.